0: Oh, Holy Spirit, take over in the name of Jesus. Take over and have your way. Brood and flow in the name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way. Set me aside and brood and flow. Do your thing in the name of Jesus. Have your way in the name of Jesus. Open up the track to us in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, and do your thing. Let's just take a minute and pray. Holy Spirit, speak, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to us, have your way flow In the name of Jesus. I kadaba ba izan telebe de izala bakusha santa talagada imara duja telebe shanta i alaba ba rande shanta i alada shanta telebe i kadoli amplades antoku brati i kapapa Come on, let's say, Holy Spirit speak to me. Have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Basha, Ande, Basha. Religion and faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Religion and faith. Now let's look at something in the Word. In the book of Genesis, in the story of King and Abel. Genesis chapter 4, verse 2 to 5. Genesis 4, verse 2 to 5. It says, And she gave them, speaking of Eve, to his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. In other words, he was a farmer. He cultivated the land. He was a tiller of the ground. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Hallelujah. Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of the fat portion hallelujah and the lord had respect and regard for abel and for his offering but for king and his offering he had no respect or regard so king was exceedingly angry and indignant and he looked sad and depressed hallelujah the bible is saying that king and abel we've heard this story so many times so so many times and and, and some of us are new to this <laughs> The creation story about Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, their first children. Cain, they are being their firstborn, Abel being their secondborn. Hallelujah. The Bible says that it got to a time Cain and Abel were offering sacrifices to God. They were offering sacrifices to God. And this is what King did. King, because the Bible says King was a tiller of the ground, he was a farmer, he was a cultivator of the land. So he brought God what he did. You understand. He brought God of the produce of what he had done. He brought it to God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that Abel was keeper of sheep. He watched over sheep. And so he also brought God something from his occupation. Something of what he did. Hallelujah. Something of what he did. So the two of them brought something of what they did. Something they did. Hallelujah. And but the Bible describes Abel's offering. It describes Abel's offering. Isn't that Abel brought of the first bone of his flock and of the fat portion and the Lord had respect and regard. Another verse says, the Lord accepted Abel's offering and rejected King's offering and that made King sad and depressed because the Lord accepted Abel's offering and rejected his offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Growing up, I was taught in Sunday school. Growing up as a child, you've heard the story, the teacher's Bible stories in Sunday school. In Sunday school, I was taught Abel's sacrifice, Abel's lamb was, like the Bible describes, the fattest among his, his flock. You know, he was the biggest, he was the nicest among his flock. But however, King just gathered something together and brought it to the Lord. King, king added the rotten vegetables. That I I remember it so clearly. I was stopped by someone. They told me that king put the rotten vegetables to God, the rotten produce of, of, of the field to God. That's the fact. But you read really in scripture, the Bible never said anything about rotten. <laughs> the Bible never said anything about rotten. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible never said anything about king bringing rotten vegetables or rotten fruits or vegetables of low value to God. No. Understand the context. These people are children of the very first man and woman. These very first man and woman know God. They have seen God. They have spoken with God. They have communed with God. And they have reverence for God. They know that God made the world and everything around them. They know. (laughs) <laughs> they know. These people have given birth to children and have taught their children to commune with God. They've taught their children to that, that this world was created by God. They taught them. They taught King and Abel. They taught them. They taught them where they used to be, how, how how they've come here, where they are now. They taught them about the garden. And, and I imagine they taught them about the, the encounter with the snake, with the devil. And what God said. And so, if you don't assume that Cain had disrespect or had a low regard for God, no. No. You don't assume that Cain had disrespect and maybe the sacrifice he brought, he just gathered something together and brought. No. 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 There was one main reason why God accepted Abel's sacrifice and rejected Cain's one main reason. We are going to look into. hallelujah. One main reason. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. It said, By faith, Abel brought God a better and more acceptable sacrifice than him, because of which it was testified of him that he was righteous, that he was upright and right standing with God. And God, God bore witness by accepting and acknowledging his gift." And though he died, yet through the incident, he is still speaking. Hallelujah. It's saying that by faith, Abel brought a more, he brought a better sacrifice. He brought a sacrifice that God would have said. He brought a better sacrifice than King. So all along, the issue was not what they brought. <laughs> it was the motive behind what they brought. Can you imagine? All along, the issue was not what they brought. But the motive behind what they brought come on now all, all all this time all this time we're thinking Cain and abel because abel brought an animal and Cain brought but produce food, vegetables okay. we're thinking that that is why So god prefers animal sacrifice no no god was not looking at their substance he was not looking at what they had He was not looking at what they brought he was looking at the state the reason why they were eating sacrificing in the flesh so should cain had attached faith to the sacrifice he brought god god would have accepted it wow wow so the bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice god is not so much interested in our sacrifice than our obedience because when obedience and faith is in order the sacrifice becomes acceptable (laughs) the sacrifice becomes acceptable it becomes a perfect sacrifice Hallelujah. In the same Genesis, Genesis 4, that we, we know the story that because God did not accept King's sacrifice, King, King was angry and he killed his brother. We're going to go into that after some time. But now let's look at something. In the garden, after Adam and Eve had sinned, something interesting happened. Let's read it. Amen. Let's look at something in Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 to 7. Genesis 3 verse 6 to 7. The Bible says the woman was convinced. This is talking about Eve, when the devil was speaking to Eve and deceiving her. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted a wisdom and would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it, and then gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they saw thick leaves together to cover themselves. Hallelujah. Let me explain this thing to you. When Adam and Eve had when they disobeyed God, when the devil had, had deceived them and they disobeyed God, by doing the one thing he says, God asked them not to do. The one thing God asked them not to do, and they didn't. That was the first time him entered our world. That was the first time him entered our world. Him, I think shame. What is called shame? The Bible said God created them, and they were naked, and they were man, man and woman, they were naked, but they were not afraid, and they were not ashamed of their nakedness. When God came, they didn't hide their nakedness. They were fine. They didn't hide their nakedness. But now, the moment they entered, their eyes were opened. And suddenly, they were shame of their nakedness. And so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Hallelujah. They sewed fig leaves to cover themselves follow me, follow me. When God came, and we know that this God, God came and asked them, what are they doing? Where are they? Adam, where are you? He said, I have hit because I was naked. When I heard your voice, I hid because I was naked. God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten? Have you done whatever you not to do? Have you eaten of the, 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 the fruit of the tree of okay, the knowledge of good and evil? And he says, the woman you gave me, he asked the woman, what have you done? He says, the snake deceived me. And God cursed the snake. God cursed the snake. The punishment that that followed the disobedience of God came upon man and woman. Came upon man and woman. And this is an interesting thing. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, it says, And the Lord God made clothing from animal skin for Adam and his wife and the Lord God made clothing from animal skin for Adam and his wife hallelujah 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 when they sinned and they realized they were naked they sold fig leaves they sold fig leaves to cover themselves when God came He did not leave the sick leaves on. No. He made clothing for them from animal skin. Now, (laughs) tell me something. Adam and Eve, that is the the, the father and mother of king and Abel, will teach their children about this story. Will teach their children what, what, what happened in the garden, everything that happened. Until this time, where Adam and King came, came and Abel are offering sacrifices to God, and the Bible says that King brought of the produce of the land of the produce of the because he was a tiller of the ground hallelujah! And Abel brought the sheep, he brought the sheep, the firstborn sheep, 14th, firstborn sheep to God. And the Bible says, God was pleased with that one, and God rejected King's home God rejected King's own. Now we think that God is so cruel because now we realize that it had nothing to do with what they brought, but because of their faith. So now God was not it's not that God was displeased with what they brought. No, but he was displeased at their faith. He was displeased at King's faith. Hallelujah. Realize that King did the same thing his parents did when they said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are getting somewhere. Cain did the same thing his parents did when they sinned. You know that when Adam and Eve sinned and they realized that they were naked, they, they sold fig leaves as a covering, leaves leaf as a covering, leaves as a covering. When God came, the way they shine, they hid because they were naked. But I fact, you sold fig leaves. They hid. They hid from God. They couldn't show God their nakedness again. Why? Because they had covered it with fig leaves. What does what does those fig leaves represent? That, those fig leaves represent religion. Represents religion. The opposite of faith is religion. The enemy of faith is religion. And we must understand how dangerous religion is in our day. Religion. We must understand how dangerous religion is we realize that the sacrifice that Abel brought, now there's a revelation in it in all, yes. The sacrifice that Abel brought represents Jesus Christ. You understand? The sacrifice that Abel brought represents Jesus Christ. Now, you can even trace it back to them in the garden where God clothed man with an animal skin. Clothed man with an animal skin. And that animal skin represents Jesus. Hallelujah. It represents Jesus. We'll get into that. It represents Jesus. But then let's deal with this thing, this religion thing. Man sin and clothed himself with fig leaves. King's sacrifice was of the produce of the ground. Hallelujah. Representing religion, King brought God his, his best. Lord, I cultivated the land. This is what I've done. He brought it to God as a sacrifice. And God is looking at the heart. He's looking at this. And is like, you didn't bring this to me out of reverence, no. He brought this to me so that I will see what you have done. He brought this to me so that I will see how good you are. But Abel's own was different. Abel prepared the sheep, prepared the sheep and brought it to God. I would be surprised if Abel knew the revelation of Jesus Christ. He knew the revelation because he was according to faith. The Bible says something amazing in Hebrews. It says without faith it is impossible to please God without faith it's impossible to please god because he who comes to god must know that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him without faith it's impossible to please god god was not pleased with the lamp no <laughs> god was not pleased with how fat the lamp was but how fat the, the the ram was also god was not pleased with the fact that it was the first bond Wow, God was pleased because Abel had faith in God. Abel had faith in God. That this sacrifice represents something. That this sacrifice represents something. I bring this sacrifice to you, oh God, as I remember that when my, my parents came and sin into the world, you killed, you sacrificed an animal to cover us. He brought it as up, 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 up an act of faith. And that is what God was pleased with. And that is what, that's the point God was trying to prove to Cain. That don't just bring me something. No. Don't just bring me something. I own it anyway. Don't just bring me something. Bring me something of significance. And you cannot bring God something of significance without faith. Because apparently, the only thing that can please God is faith. <laughs> Apparently, the only thing that can please God is sin. Hallelujah. This Ken and Abel story has been told and told and told. And I I remember I was watching um, an animation of it and the sacrifices. How they illustrated that God accepted and rejected the sacrifice was the the direction of the smoke of the sacrifice. Hallelujah. So when King uh, sacrificed, the smoke did not rise to heaven. But when Abel sacrificed, the smoke went straight up to heaven. Hallelujah! That was the illustration. And all along, I was thinking it's because Abel brought a sheep, and Cain brought the vegetables, rotten vegetables to be precise. But that was far—that's far from the truth. That is far from the truth. Now we realize that the only thing that can please God was faith. So if God even accepted Abel's sacrifice because of faith. Because Abel had faith in God. A Cain brought a religion. Cain brought his works. Hallelujah. In Isaiah, it says that your works are filthy rags before me. Wow. Wow. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. Isaiah 64 verse 6 we are all infected and impure with sin we display our righteousness our righteous deeds they are nothing but filthy like autumn leaves we wither and fall and our sins sweep away like the wind our sins sweep us away our sins sweep us away like the wind World is not interested in, in religion no that is the one thing jesus came to change, came to deliver us from religion People like to 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 sit and, and and stand so proud in the fact that they are religious. They are religious. Have no relationship with God. They have no 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 understanding of who He is. But we are religious. Oh, I belong to this denomination. I belong to this fellowship. They are so proud that if anybody offers anything against that, they are ready to kill that person <laughs> for their religion. We are ready to kill that person, to cut that person away for their religion, and that is not what God is pleased in. That is not what God is pleased in. Hallelujah. That is not what God is pleased in. God is really not interested in our religion. Some few weeks ago, I was talking to from some, from some, talking to a group of young young people, is from ages twelve to sixteen. Yeah, I was talking to some young people and I asked them about their salvation. I asked them that, So if Jesus should come today, if the second coming of Christ should come today, what or uh, who would go? Who will be caught up in the cloud or who would be wretched? And the response that like, God was interested, half of them said they will not go. And I was like, okay, so why wouldn't you? Half of them said they will go. <laughs> like so why wouldn't you go talking to these children and one to tell me oh because I sinned this morning. you sinned this morning. and I want to say, oh because of late I've not been a good girl Or of late I've not, I've not been I've not I've not been so good and I want to say, oh because I didn't read my Bible this morning it's like wow, that is so scary that is so scary. And these students belong to a fellowship. These students are Christians. And I asked them that, so why are you coming to church? Why are you in church? Why are you in church? What do they need to come to church? And almost all of them said, it's because my parents are coming to church. Because my parents said I should come to church. You know, they gave me the orthodox answer. We come to church to worship God. We come to church to serve God. We come to church to pray to God. And I was like, so, so why are you, you, you part in particular, why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? And most of them said, it's because my parents were coming to church. So that means that the day the parents don't decide to come to church, they won't come. And that is religion. Why are you coming to church? Some of us think God is pleased with our church record this year. That it was a, it was a, it was a, a, New Year's resolution. Oh, in the year 2023, I am going to strive that every Sunday I'll be present in church. Because 2020, they robbed me of going to church, so I'll, I'll be present in church. And we've kept a clean record from the beginning of the year. <laughs> clean record. We've not missed a single Sunday, and at the end of the year, we went like a batch. <laughs> I was in church every day of the year. And that is your religious act. And that is the same thing King did. And God rejected his sacrifice. That is the same thing King did. We are quick to judge King, But every day we do it. They didn't even know that to to guarantee, guarantee your 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 entry into heaven, to guarantee your entry into the kingdom of God, you must be born again. They didn't even know what it means. The children didn't even know what it means. Isaac, how do you know you're a Christian? someone says it's because I was born into a Christian family. What? Do you know how scary that sounds? How do you know you're a Christian? It's because I come to church. Yeah, the Muslims go to the mosque. So as Christians, we come to church. Imagine how that would sound. When Jesus comes, should Jesus have come that moment, that little girl will be so surprised. And, and so let down, and so you feel so deceived. Like, oh, I thought all along I was saved because I was coming to the church. My salvation has nothing to do with you coming to church. What? And that's the same way that that's the same thing that happened to King. To him, he thought he was doing something good. You can't you can't say King knew what he was doing. You you, you can't argue that King knew that if he did the sacrifice, God would reject him. No. It was an attempt. The Bible says something very interesting afterwards. That even God had to come and talk with him. (laughs) In verse 6 of Genesis 4. Let's read from verse 4. Yeah. Okay, verse 5. Verse 5 of Genesis 4. It says, But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So King was very angry and his face was downcast. This King was very angry and his face was downcast. Now, if King was playing a trick on God, if King knew that if I bring these things, God will not accept it, he would not be angry when God rejected it, but his face will not be downcast. He will not be angry, his face will not be downcast. You get sick, then the Lord said, King, why are you angry? And why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. This is the danger of religion. This is the danger of religion god is talking to King king is angry if you do what is right you will not will you not be accepted but if you don't do what is right sin is crouching at your door it is nice to have you but you must rule over it. in his, in God's rejection of King's sacrifice god was teaching him a lesson but King did not learn that lesson king did not learn that lesson he did not learn that lesson. And because of that, the first sin recorded after the sin of eating the fruit in the garden was key. The first sin, his sin was not that he brought God his religion. His sin, his sin was not that. His sin was that in the correction, he got angry. And by anger, he opened the door to sin. He opened the door to sin. And that is how dangerous religion is. doing this thing of God and you do not understand, nor have a basis for doing it. And you are just doing it, thinking that God is pleased with you. But God sees the heart and is interested in the heart and not what is in your hand. God is much more interested in the heart and not what is in your hand. so it's not enough that you put on clothes and you are covering yourself and saying that oh i don't dress like the ladies of this day i'm a modest christian lady but inside your heart god knows that there's love come on come on and god is looking at the lady that you are criticizing the lady that you are speaking against, the lady that you are saying you don't dress like her. and it's just in her heart and her heart is crying out for a savior <laughs> her heart is crying out for a she's dressing like those things to feel something also, her heart is crying out for God but God will look at the one in church the one in church the one in church who was dressed in her, her, the, the hem of her garment is on her ankles the hem of her garment is on her ankles and he's looking at her and in her heart it's full of lust. it's full of all kinds of tradition. And that is the one God is rejected. And so you find so many people in our day, so many prophets in our day, so many apostles in our day. And they'll tell you the stories of where they were and God picked them. Where are those ones who were in church all along? <laughs> where are they? You see those people who were lost, and God found them because they are hurt. Was crying out for a savior, but the ones who were born in the Christian, in the family, they were born in church, they grew up in church. They know all the hymns in the hymn book. They know it all. They realize that in our journey God has not even raised those people to be voiced. All of them are even doing it, and they speak. Where are they? Because God is interested in their heart and not in your hand. Is interested in the heart. Interested in faith. Because without faith, it is impossible. You know that it's not it's not difficult, it's impossible to please God. Not difficult. Not difficult. You can't put a smile on God's face without God's face without faith. You can't put a smile on God's face without faith. No matter what you do, you do it, you sow and see, you give, you do that, do that. If you do not have faith, if it it's not done. Uh, you might as well i have, have not done it. You might as well not have done it. God called Abraham. Abraham, if you love me, sacrifice your son to me. Sacrifice your son to me. And Abraham takes Isaac, the son of the promise. this should have been Ishmael. He should have been Ishmael. He would have killed Ishmael on the spot. He should have been Ishmael. But it was Isaac, the child of the promise, the child of the promise. he took Isaac, went to that mountain, prepared the altar. What was going through Abraham's mind as he was doing all those things? What was going through Abraham's mind as he was preparing the altar, as he was arranging the wood? I'm sure he didn't know if he should hurry up or he should slow down. He didn't know if he should should spend time with his son, if he should have his son in he said in the, the bible said he knew that even though he, if he even if he sacrifices isaac god is able to bring isaac back to life This guy was ready to kill the boy and burn him to god god saw the heart and said in his heart he has sacrificed isaac already he has sacrificed his generation he has sacrificed the promise the promise i promised him he has sacrificed it in his heart already abraham it's okay I have seen it. I am pleased. Can you imagine? God stopped it. There was no need for a physical sacrifice. There was no need for something. <laughs> there was no need for it. God has seen it. He saw the in his heart he had sacrificed him. Because he believed in God. And God was pleased. God was pleased. Hallelujah. It is so dangerous what religion can do. Religion, what religion can So dangerous what religion can do. King killed Abel. Because he was angry. Because God accepted Abel's sacrifice. He rejected King's sacrifice. Because of his faith. And we see it in our day.
1: Religion is the number one enemy
0: of faith. Religion is the number one enemy of me. We see it in our day. When Jesus came and walked among the people, when Jesus came and walked among flesh, his number one enemy was not the Romans who were were, uh, ruling over Israel at that time. It's not the Romans. It was not the Roman Empire. No. (laughs) It's not the Roman Empire. The number one enemy, Jesus the the people who resisted Jesus' ministry so much were the people of God. (laughs) The holy men, the experts in the law, the Pharisees, those who kept the law, those who read the law kept it. It was on their lips. They kept it. They knew it back to back. They could recite everything in the in the books of the law. They knew it. Those people were they were put in charge to keep the law and keep the people in check. So that they don't flout the law of God. And surprisingly, the word of God has come in flesh and they are the ones who did not recognize it. Even up to now, the Jewish religion, if you go to Israel, there yeah, are Jews there who believe that Jesus is a fallacy, It's something that people believe just, just to uh, feel good about themselves. Religion. Is the number one enemy of faith. Religion is the number one enemy of faith. King killed his brother Abel. And the Bible says something interesting. The Bible says something interesting. sure so in verse 8, Genesis 4, verse 8. it said now King said to his brother Abel, See. After, Jesus had, after God has spoke to Abel in verse 7, he said, If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over him. In the verse 8, King did not, has not replied God. In the verse 8, he said, now King said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. All the way in the field, King attacked his brother and killed him. He killed his brother. And the Lord said to King, where is your brother, Abel? King said, I don't know. He replied, am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? What have you done? Listen, the Lord is telling King, listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Cries out to me from the ground. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now, when I was researching on this thing, I thought about this. This thing really touched my heart. It really touched my heart. Abel was the first person in Hades, in an unknown territory. In somewhere he was so far from God, in a place where man should not be. That's where Abel was. And so he cried. He cried. You understand the cry? It's not that your, your the, the, the blood of your brother is calling out to me. It's not, it's not calling out to me, it's crying. God heard a cry he had not heard before. God had a cry. And that is what religion can do to faith. That is what religion can do to faith. A lot of in church history, we have seen that people rise up in faith. In revelational knowledge and in faith, and their biggest enemy is those in a religion. Religion can kill faith when you just do it and you're just doing it and you're just doing it because it can kill the little faith you have in God. It can kill the little faith you have in God. You believe God that God can do this, you believe God can do this, but religion will tell you that if you don't go to church, if you don't read your Bible, if you don't do this, God will not show up in your life. You don't show this, you will not experience this kind of increase. And that religion is killing your faith. That religion is killing your faith. Now all those things, all those facts are good. But without faith it is dangerous. Without faith it is dangerous. Can you imagine the number of people who have the shock of their lives when Jesus all along you were not part of us. You were in church. <clears throat> your heart was the biggest heart. When you walk through that door, you must tilt your head because your heart was big. I mean, you wore your Sunday best. And before Jesus, you are not even one of his followers. Before Jesus, he doesn't even know your name. Jesus he doesn't even recognize you because of religion. Jesus came to demolish the religion and set up a new standard, the standard of faith, faith. the standard of faith. Religion can kill faith, religion can empty you of your faith and it's very important that we identify and deal with this issue. Very important. Let's look at something. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 to 9. Matthew 15, verse 1 to 9. Let's read. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They do not wash their hands before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother. And anyone who kisses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, then they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrite. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. They are teaching merely human rules. Can you imagine the number of things in our churches today that are merely human (laughs) rules? That are merely human rules. That are merely human rules. In some churches, when they start to play an organ tune, everyone must stand up. Everyone must stand up. An organ tune. Where did they learn that from? Where, where where was it written? Where did they learn that? It becomes too dangerous when religion is overriding faith. When religion becomes the determinant of faith. And so the people of God will clap for you. They'll clap for you and say good things about you. When all they can see is your good way men and or men would will receive will readily receive what, what god rejected men will readily receive what god rejected men will readily receive it say so that these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me they worship me in vain you, you know the children mean not worship worshiping god in vain they worship me in vain they worship me in vain so their hearts, their hearts come Far away. Far away from God. Far away from God. You know what it means, man. God is looking at the heart and he's seeing the heart of sin. The heart of perversion. The heart of anger, of bitterness, of malice, of evil. a heart of anger. The heart of envy. Envy. But men will look at you and go, like, wow such a wonderful brother, such a wonderful sister. He's a wonderful sister, a wonderful brother. Sometimes some people get hurt in church. how some people get, they are not hurt by faith. They are hurt by religion. Because when they walked into the church with their faith, religion, religion rebuked them. When someone walked into church and and they are not really dressed properly,
1: religion rebuked
0: them. And so they were hurt. Because religion kills faith. Religion rebuke them instead of finding out why the sister is dressed like that. And talking to her, finding the root cause, that that is from the place of the heart. She's looking for something. Give her Jesus and it will change her dressing completely. No, religion will rebuke the dressing. Why oh, are you dressed like that? You don't dress like that. And so now the person walks into the church the next Sunday and dresses like everybody is dressing. But the main issue, that is the heart, is not solved. And then we are fine. We clap for her. We are fine. But on Monday she changes her dressing, and this is how she wants to dress. And God is looking at her heart and saying, now, "This is hypocritical. We are teaching what what men. Are, and this is a doctrine of men. Your heart is so far away from me, by your Okay, then, if God should come today into the body of Christ and expose each and every one of us, it will be scary what is inside. We rather trust the unbeliever that we do trust people in the church. we rather trust the unbeliever. we rather be comfortable with the unbeliever. If God is to open up the heart of the people in the church, find so much envy, so much jealousy, so much anger, so much strife, so much bitterness, and we are all smiling and praising God together, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're happy with each other. And God can see it. He can see it. We are doing what Adam and Eve are doing. We hide before the face of God. We hide before the face of God. I realized that after Adam and Eve Eve had sown that fig tree, because they were afraid and they were scared and ashamed of God because of their nakedness. Because of their nakedness. When God put an animal and gave them clothing of that animal, they have to take off the leaves and he clothed them with the animal skin. They have to take off the leaves and he clothed them with the animal skin. So you realize that in in that process, from, from them being covered by their religion to to being covered by faith, they have to be exposed. Mm. Before I say, they have to be exposed. They have to be naked before God. They have to set aside their shame and accept what God is doing. And some of us, that is our issue right now. That is our our issue right now. We will be comfortable in our sin. (laughs) We will be comfortable in our sin. So far as people don't know, we are okay. Some of us are living life. Our life is a life. Everybody thinks we are fine. Everybody thinks we are okay. Everybody thinks, oh, this is this is an example of a, a good Christian couple. This is an example of a tested Christian mother. We are fine. We wouldn't open some closets to some people. We prefer we prefer that the the fellowship that we keep, we don't see something. We prefer that some history is kept hidden. We prefer that some some, some books are kept closed. That they don't know something. The moment they get to know, we leave that place and go to somewhere they don't know, because we are comfortable with the fig leaves that have covered us. We are comfortable with the fig leaves. Some of us we are we are okay that our husbands will not know what we did, that our wives don't know what we did. Some of you, some of you are you are afraid that if you tell your children, if you tell your children the truth, you are ashamed of what they will think of you, of what will come out. You are ashamed. So it's okay. Let me hide it. They're living a lie. Religion is so dangerous that if you die in that state, trust me, in that state, trust me, you will not see the Lord. Adam and Eve actually exposed, their nakedness exposed before before God could close them. Before God could close them. Before God could close them. After they had sinned, they ran and hid. And that is what a lot of us do. Even after we have fallen into temptation, we run. We run from God. We run from God. We hide from God. Some of us, we sin Saturday. Sunday, we show up to church like nothing happened. We know how to deep down within. There's something lingering. There's an issue. There's a shame. There's something we are ashamed of that we don't want people to know. It's something we are ashamed of that we rather keep hidden we rather keep covered and so they go to church and that's the Sunday they will give a lot of offer that's the Sunday they'll present themselves early in church if sin ask so forgiveness so um I'm no I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in church something is in your heart and evil thought is lingering in your mind that is a time that they'll, they'll push scripture, that's the time to share the word of the day so that they feel okay and that religion, that baptism is a covering and my God is seeing right through that covering like someone putting on makeup so beautiful looking so beautiful, but God can see the hyperpigmentation God can see the mold, God God can see God can see uh, the wrinkles God can see it God can see it, it's not hidden to him God can see how flat your lips are. God can see. God can see the rings under your eyes. You can see. But you've covered it with makeup. And that is what religion is. And so God is a fielder. What are you trying to prove? What are you doing? And so God prefers that we are hot or cold, not lukewarm. In Revelation, he said, I, I would rather you were hot or cold. But if you are hot, you are on my side. If you are cold, we can do something about it. But you are look home. You are neither here nor there. Religion is very dangerous. Religion is very dangerous. It puts us in a position where we are far away from God. Right in the service. Right in the church. Lifting up hands, worshiping, joining the worship session. But I am so far away from God. that you can't be here. God made man and woman to be naked before Him, and not ashamed. But the moment sin stepped in, man experienced shame for the first time. Shame for the first time who that has caused people to, to run away from God. That has caused ministry. That has caused impact. That has caused purpose, That has caused a lot of things. And shame will tell you that. You should cover yourself with religion. Cover yourself with religion. Cover yourself with religion. A woman who cheats with her on her husband is a deacon. She's <laughs> a deacon. She's the one advising young ladies. Covered with religion. Hidden. So hidden. Quick to judge others who are naked. Quick to judge others who who, who have who have a little inclination to be naked quick to judge but they had to be exposed before god could close them they had to be exposed and that's why in the sinner's prayer there's an aspect that says i know i'm a sinner and i cannot save myself therefore you must acknowledge that all men have sinned falling short of the glory of god you must open up your hearts to receive that glory that cavern that is christ God has called us to a place of truth, a place where we must be open and not ashamed with him. He wants to look at deepest deeper He already knows it. He wants us to come before him. Lord, this is me. I know this is not my best, but this is me. I can't lie to you. Lord, this is me. I I did this. I know it was not the best thing that I could do, but this is me. Lord, this is me. There are some people, some have after this session, we, we must go to God. And speak to God personally, Lord, I know, I know that this is what I did. I know it's not the best. I know it does not represent your kingdom and everything we stand for. But God, this is me. Put the shame fire. Lord, this is me. There are some people we must go and ask for forgiveness and tell them, I'm sorry I did this. We must apologize to our children. I'm sorry, this is what your father did. This is what your mother did. I know it was not right, but I did it. I'm so sorry. That is the reason why we are in a broken home. That's the reason why we are in this situation. That's the reason why we are facing financial difficulties. Tell them shame causes darkness. Shame causes you to cower And the issue is lingering. And they were still naked. They were hiding from God. They were still naked. Until God clothed them with, with the actual clothes. They were still naked. The fig leaves would have waited. They thought they were fine because it was green and luscious. But it would have withered. Religion can't hold you. It can't cover you. Only God can. Only God can. Hallelujah. 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 Let's pray we lay aside every religion oh God and we embrace the truth the truth about you the truth we embrace faith in the name of Jesus we set aside every religion oh God we can't impress you with our religion we can't impress you with the act we can impress you with the things we do in church we can't impress you with it oh God We want the faith We want faith Oh God, to be the basis of everything we do. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, faith to be the basis of everything we do. Makababa shanda ikpanilebe dia. Baba di antoko prati antelgede zinemeke pelia talaba kampanalia ta iraba ba ama shanda ikate kambasuna. Someone pray in the name of Jesus. I embrace faith. Oh, against religion, I take against religion in the name of Jesus my faith will not be killed my faith will not be will be broken some of us our faith is crying out to God like Abel did our faith is in a dark place our faith is broken our faith is at the point of this it's easy to lose our religion come on now, come on now Come on. During the COVID, when they declared the lockdown, and, and church had to be online, online, a lot of us after they lifted the lockdown, we still we we're, were convenient with online church. Why? Because it became a convenience. Oh, I can I can sleep. no one no one will look at me. I can sleep and still make church. Oh, okay okay, I can listen to it while I'm lying on my bed are sitting a cup of coffee you 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 couldn't do that in church why because people will judge you if you do that not because you had reverence for god no or you you couldn't chew on some biscuit when you were in the midst of people not because you had reverence for god but because they will judge you but now in the comfort of your room where it's only you you and your and your laptop you and your tv you and your smartphone having a service or you can can, i'm even doing other things uh, I might as well just sweep. <laughs> I might as well just clean. I might as well just uh, do something, make myself useful. That was one of the biggest tests of faith in our generation. It different, different, different the people who understood. Forget not the gathering of the same. Don't forsake the gathering of the same. If you really understand what that means, if you really understand what that means, If you really understand what that means. The underground church in China. Sometimes they don't communicate where their services will be. The people must gather together as a result of discernment. You must know. You must just know by the Spirit of God where they are meeting to pray. It's illegal. It's illegal to me. It's illegal to be reading the Bible. Now will be printed their own. And they are and they are publishing and propagating their own their own the government of china has written the bible the buddhist government the communist government has written the bible if those people were religious by now they would have been broken. they would have been scattered. they would have been destroyed because religion would conform to convenience but faith will stand in the test of time and in the test Tribulation, faith will stand. That is what will stand. That is all will stand. That is all will stand. Will you still sacrifice? Will you still pray? Will you still forget not this, the gathering of the thing? Will you still bear the mark of the cross? Will you still bear the mark of the Lord? We are seeing in America that is becoming day by day is becoming illegal to be a Christian. Everything is seen against the Christian, and some people, out of convenience, are just shifting. Okay, it's okay. We can have this. Okay, uh, uh, let's accept this in the church. Okay, uh, let's change with society. Where's their faith? Where's their faith? I say, the devil, did, did they really have faith? Did they really? What were they really doing? Then? Some things have become acceptable, and they are normalizing some things, and it's entering the house of God. Yeah, so was that really faith? Because if it was faith, you had faith, will stand. There are some things that are true, Will will defend the truth. We will defend the truth. It's you not know that it was a truth in Peter's generation, but in this generation, um, because of... Um, of evolution, because of advancing technology, and now we know that these things will not know. But this truth is truth, truth is one, it's always been true, truth has always been true. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We lift up a prayer in the name of Jesus.
1: Lord, King Day,
0: thank you for opening our eyes to see religion for what it is. Thank you for opening our eyes to appreciate faith and truth. Lord, we come before you bare and open. Oh God, some of us have sinned. Some of us are keeping things in our closet. Some of us are, there are some apologies we should have been, Jesus said. Some of us are things that we have kept hidden. Some of us, we are afraid and we are scared. Lord, help us. Help us, oh God, step out of the darkness. Into their life, that everything, oh God, about us and our heart is exposed. In the name of Jesus. Of our ill attempts to cover it, oh God. Help us, oh God, step into your life. Into your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Religion will rather have this than we. We keep quiet about our, our issues and pretend as if everything is fine. My faith is really looking at it and it's like, nah, this is this is this is dirty, this is filthy, this is unhealthy. Let it uh, out, let it go. Open up that door, let God in. Yeah, it's, it's not your best look, it's not your best bet, it's not your best sign. you rather keep it hidden, but open up that door, let God in. Let God in. We have to open up our heart. Now this is how I am. I don't know if you can do anything about it. But Lord, this is, this is what I've done. And see God, he the lies of the enemy in your life. Who told you this is who you are? I did not create you this way. See God, expose the work of the enemy. Say, faith and religion. Abel offered it as a result of faith, as a result of faith, as reverence to God, because God killed an animal, sacrificed an animal to close them. He sacrificed the lamp. A prepared lamp. That lamp was a prophecy of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. And after today, his blood, and is speaking after today, Abel's blood is speaking. But thank God, thank God, Jesus has spilled new blood, and that blood speaks salvation, that blood speaks faith, that blood speaks an open door, that blood speaks deliverance, that blood speaks, uh, uh, uh. it speaks health, it speaks healing. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for this revelation. We thank you for this revelation. Thank you for this revelatory revelation. We thank you for what it is doing in us. We thank you, O oh God, of the results and evidence manifestation that this thing will build in the name of Jesus. oh God, we thank you that whoever hears it, oh God, will open up to you, will step up from the sick into your life, naked and unashamed, and accept your clothing. We thank you, oh God, that you have defined religion and instituted faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we we desire what is real and not what is what is for sure. No. Thank you that the basis of our Christian work and every activity we do is by faith. In the name of Jesus, from giving to going to church, from loving people, Even showing affection. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.